welcome back to the resupply with me, Guy Next Door. Me, DK. And me, Than. Bringing you your weekly double tap of all things Laser Force and Space Marines. Welcome back, homies. We're, we're back. Oh, we gotta have a third wheel again. <laughs> Get used to it, mate. <laughs> and I am, I am gonna stab you in the fucking throat the next time I see you. I swear to God. Look, everyone knows we're that. We're all one big happy resupply now. <laughs> that uh, the the triangle was stronger than than the line. That's the common saying that everyone knows. All right. Um, <laughs> sure. Is that, is that a New Zealand saying? Yeah, yeah. It's super famous here. Use it all the time next year at nationals because people will definitely know what you're talking about. I'll make sure not to drop e- in the chip shops too. <laughs> yeah, not e- not even a little. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. You used to live here. You call my bullshit. Um, but yeah, we're, exactly. We're, we're back, and uh, you know, sort of semi regularly talking about space marines, which which feels yeah, good. It, it feels nice. Yeah. Which, it yeah, does I feel nice. Last time we we had some business items we had to deal with and recapping what happened yeah. at nationals, but we really didn't give our own kind of personal spins on what happened at nationals, That's right. which is I'm sure what all the people want to hear. So <laughs> they, we should we should get to that. They want to hear us spinning. Um, mm-hmm. Well, look, DK spinners. You, what? Yeah. <laughs> See, DK, you you're the 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 most organized of the the two of us at least. I don't know about then. Um, but oh no, for sure he's way more or- organized than I am. That's not that's not even up for debate. But you can <laughs> you can kick us off with the uh, the the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, should we start? Yeah, that, that is the the three categories into which I organize things <laughs> for my my Nats recap. Should we start Although, with the good? To, yeah, and I was gonna say, and to be fair, that like the bad is not really bad stuff. It's just like <laughs> these are little things maybe that we can fix going forward, sure. or these are some rust spots to iron out. And the ugly is mostly kind of funny stuff. So, <laughs> in any case, it it is it is mostly good because yeah. my overall impression. The first thing I want to give is that putting aside any kind of like my own sort of success in the tournament, because just from a personal standpoint, like whatever, my team didn't finish as high as I hoped. Mm. I didn't win any individual awards. I didn't have probably the best tournament I've ever had. Mm-hmm. That stuff happens. But if I'm looking at this in an objective sense like just the overall impression of the tournament, I think this is probably the best Nats we've ever done. Interesting. Because, I mean, at least from myself in terms of, like, what was my favorite Nats to go to as a personal experience, probably 2014 is still the top of the list because yeah. it was the first time I went to Australia and it was just magic. Yeah. But in terms of the way the whole tournament and the week operated, I think this one is number one, and it's for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. One is that I think the the new penalty system, which we'll go back in on this because mm. we need to discuss this in, in some length. I think whatever else its flaws may have been, it super cut down the amount of just drama and bitching and headaches and game resolution, everything else that makes Nats oftentimes a less enjoyable experience mm. was having this penalty resolution system where penalties were just not as big of a deal. It's not to say they didn't matter at all. I still think they definitely did. Yeah. But without having that just ultra intense, oh my God, this penalty changed the game. If not for this, we would have won or lost or something like that, even though that is in fact what happened to my team in finals, but more on that later. (laughs) Um, You know, it just, it's so cut down on the drama and everything else associated with it. So I think that was really good. Number one. Number two, I think that the pool play that we did 
it was an interesting way to try to resolve this. We have such an impacted schedule, and we have all these teams that want to play. Mm. I think it ended up working out really well overall. I really liked the idea that we actually had you did play everybody, but you played some teams more than others, mm. and you really had to compete within your pool to, to try to work your way up the ladder. I thought that was really fun, really innovative, and it is definitely a blueprint going forward for if we have to manage more than 10 teams, mm. this is what we're going to have to do. And overall, I think it worked really well. Um, again, there were a couple of things to, to iron out. The way that the draw for the pool happened, <laughs> I think just made it a little bit weirder than it otherwise would have been because it was not yeah look both of us both of us were in the room for that and like yeah <laughs> and we can attest to its true randomness uh aside from you know the the top two and the bottom two projected teams getting split out but um it probably it, you know if 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 you've got a top and a bottom team um uh, from the same site it's probably important that those two teams aren't put in the same pool. That's probably the only, the only other thing that I would kind of uh, rig with that system. And everything else was just, you know, tough shit. Like, <laughs> uh, although no, no, uh, sorry, Detroit B was, uh, was not one of the bottom yeah, teams. Yeah, like what do you mean? Yeah, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Um, but yeah, it turned out that that the Detroit A and B team who play each other <laughs> all the time were were put in the same pool. So. Um, yeah, and, and when we were first talking about doing a pool, I had suggested essentially a kind of manual draft where I had kind of divvied up the teams manually and said, hey, what do you guys think of this as a draft? I'm more than willing to take some input, and, and uh, you know, we can alter this from this kind of initial get-go. Yeah. But initially my thinking was, all right, well, let's separate A and B teams into separate pools mm. so that way right, teams that play each other all the time aren't playing in the same pool. <laughs> And also, you know, try to separate the top, the very two top teams, the very two bottom teams, try to separate A and B teams, and then teams that play each other all the time. Yeah. So, like, Detroit A and Syracuse would have been in different pools. Yeah. But, yeah, the way it worked out, it was a little <laughs> bit odd. And I think at the end of the day, it actually kind of advantaged the the teams that were in the, the quote-unquote, the, the tougher pool. Because in the one pool that was Detroit A and B, SAC A and B, and Syracuse, of those teams, four of the top five teams were represented in that pool mm. when final standings all came out. Mm. Or, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, four of the top five teams that were in there. I think getting those extra reps against some of those teams ended up being helpful. I think for, like, Brisbane and St. George, who did really well in round play, but then obviously when it came to finals, they had to play against some of those teams again those extra reps might have made a big difference. I yeah. think those teams might have done better had they been able to play those teams more often. Sure. So that's just kind of the randomness of the tournament. But I think on the whole, the the pool play was a really novel kind of innovation, and I'm, I'm glad that we tried it. I liked it. I think, it, you know, I mean, it didn't really bother us one way or the other. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah it would, I, I thought it was quite good. It's a good way to yeah. maybe, yeah, like you say, manage, manage those larger tournaments going forward. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and we, if we get up to 12 teams, we might not be able to have that cross pool play where everybody plays each other mm. and you may only get to meet in finals, which could make for some really wonky results. Mm. But, you know, when you think about events like World Cup and stuff like that, that happens all the time in other sports. Sometimes yeah. you just you don't necessarily have the, the reps and you have to, to kind of see what's going to happen and just play your best game. Yeah. And that's. Yeah, and that's and that's pretty much, you know, for watching for, from distance and seeing what what the pools came out as 
Um, I have to admit, when I saw them, there was this moment where I went, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> like, like I had someone's like, "Like, was this really a random?" Yeah, draw? it absolutely was. And we and, literally drew Scrabble tiles, yeah. and that's how it came out. <laughs> yeah, and and I and I remember you know messaging a couple of people like, "Really? This is really?" <laughs> And everybody, yeah, no, this is this is the thing that happened. Yep. Like, okay, um, fine. <laughs> and I mean, from a third-party observer point of view, with it, I mean, it it did at least for for me make the games a little more interesting to watch. Mm. Um, it did it didn't feel like I was watching as much garbage li- laser force because let's face it, <laughs> um, any time. There's a tournament. There's always, you know, some some gutter teams that, you know, maybe really shouldn't be there, but are there because, you know, people pay money to go and they do the thing and get crushed for, for it. Mm. Um, yeah, it 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 just felt like I wasn't watching as much garbage. I mean, there were still some really garbagey games, <laughs> but. Um, less so than I think had had it been a strict, you know, oh, we're, we've got ten teams, we're gonna, you know, do two rounds of round robin to set seating. I feel like that would have just, I feel like that that would have gotten really boring really quickly with with it some of that. The, it just would have made the days too long. Yeah. Is the other thing because that would that was also on my my list of good stuff is I think just the sort of the timing overall was about where it needed to be. Yeah. I think playing in that kind of around ten to twelve hours and really no more than that mm. is about where it it needs to be. Well, there was I only used to be of the mind what? Well, there was only really two days that were like really long days, right? Yes, and the the only kind of saving virtue because my team had the sort of unhappy circumstance of having to play the absolute first game, the first four days of the tournament. So yeah. we always had early days. Um, Sucks but to you. It usually meant that we also finished a little bit earlier yeah. than than some of the other teams as a result. And yeah, we did have one pretty long day. But other than that, I think the timing overall worked out pretty well. Yeah. I used to be very much of the mind of, oh, well, I want to play as much laser tag as, as possible. Mm. And we need to play, you know, 14 hours a day. So be it. But maybe it's because I'm getting older. Maybe it's because we have more teams and longer hours doesn't necessarily mean more games. Mm. I'm like, you know what? We need some time to do some other things. So I think if we can keep it down to, I think, preferably closer to 10 hours than 12. But if we can keep it into that range, I think that, that would be really good. Well, there's also something to, to be said for if you if you can limit it to that 10 to 12 hours. Um, I think, you know, definitely something that we've seen over time is, you know, once you kind of get past that 12-hour mark on any given day, and especially when you get into day three and four, if you've been running these consistent 12-plus-hour days, like that's when that's when people are more fried. That's when the tempers are super, super short. Yeah. That's you know, t- mm-hmm. typically, typically it's it's in that somewhere in that day th- three or four, as those schedules have been hitting, like typically that's where you get whatever massive blow up you're going to get it's going to happen at that point mm. because everybody is so is is so fried from everything and yeah i mean if, if 
going forward if we if we can hold to that and and get the 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 social a- aspect of it as well because again i mean it looked like you guys were having a fucking blast mm. outside of lasers um you know ki- kind of that reminder that oh right everybody here is a human being mm. and these are all human beings or they're mostly human beings that i enjoy being around for various <laughs> reasons um you know obviously everybody's not going to like everybody that's just human nature there's 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 always going to be you know somebody you can't stand i like everybody uh, well you are the anomaly in this group <laughs> um so yeah um and i think it also matters when those when those hours fall between as well like in in sec yeah. you know playing from what was it midday to midnight um, yep. That shit was yeah. Hot. I, I think if I if I could redo that, I would have made the the time schedule um, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. instead of 12 to 12. But I think ori- we ultimately settled on the the noon to midnight because there was some thinking that they might try to offer general public an early bird from nine to noon right. kind of thing. Yes. That never ended yes. up materializing. Yeah. That um, that yeah. Living that learn. that that. That was the the original thing. There is 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 there was going to be some yeah some type of Gen Pub early bird special thing that they were going to try to do to try to you know pull in a little extra income that that yeah it didn't end up happening. But yeah, I I think nine to nine or ten to ten would be um would be much better. Yeah. it still leaves you a little bit of time to to do other stuff. And hey, if you can finish early, Perfect. so much the better. Yeah, like just to just to get home and. Yeah, once you know the house showers and has food and stuff. Like if you're ending the day at midday, uh, midnight, then you know we're going to bed like two o'clock in the morning. And, and you know, coming from the podcast standpoint, like we were recording after the day's play, so you know to go home and then cut that and blah blah blah. You know, I was going to bed like three a.m. So yeah, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, accurate. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the 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 timing on this one was perfect and like it seemed that we did get a good amount of social time which was awesome yeah so i mean that that's my my last two things are the the socials and how close the the comp was so i'll follow up on what fan said about there weren't a lot of garbage games mm. and it's definitely true they they really were were not the it was so close between i think First and second, obviously, again, big ups to Detroit A for handling their business, for defending their home site, defending their reps, and getting it done and beating Brisbane, which is no mean feat because Brisbane's really, really good. Those top two teams were so close right there. And then after that, the next five teams down, also super close. Between Detroit B, Syracuse, SAC A, St. George, Loveland A, there was not a lot of distance in between those teams. I think if you play that tournament out, a hundred times, you're probably going to get a different ladder a good chunk of the time. Because, I mean, we had that very narrow win over St. George. Detroit B had a very narrow win over us. Syracuse had a very narrow win over Detroit B. And then the reverse happened after that. So a lot, you know, could have, could have changed on a, on a knife's edge. So I really hope that, like, for instance, Loveland A doesn't feel too discouraged because they did great during the week it was not like in in some of their less experienced years where they just got crapped on most of the week they were right in the thick competition with a lot of those teams and they had some really really good players and that that kind of goes back to the importance of some of those 
garbage games um because like yeah. speaking from experience like i've been on teams that we've been pretty bad the, gar- the garbage team yeah, yeah we've been the garbage team and like from that whilst whilst yeah like we're probably not in a stage where we should have been at a nationals uh in the early days it didn't really matter so much because we we're only getting like 16 to tournament but um you know to go getting those reps in at a nationals is really important i was telling my guys this year you know look you've got another national tournament under your belt you only really get better from here you've you've experienced it a couple times now you experience like the best that our our uh our community has to offer um you know if you can take that what you've learned from these ass weapons and and you know apply it to your game going forward then theoretically you should get better um Mm-hmm. yeah so theoretically theoretically but yeah i guess yeah, that's, absolutely that's the importance of the of the less good games <laughs> yeah but but the this really was i just i cannot remember a tournament where there were more close games where every game felt meaningful mm. and stuff was really on a nice edge versus other tournaments where it's like after day one you know what the pecking order is, yeah, and yeah. there's not going to be a lot of surprises. There were a ton of surprises time around, and I, I just think of things like, again, I'll bring up Loveland and St. George, who, yeah, by the letter of the law, were quote-unquote seventh and sixth on the ladder. But if you maybe don't flip a couple of their positions and you don't mess around with their lineups right before finals, mm. they could have easily been, say, third and fourth mm. instead of sixth and seventh. So it, it could have gone differently in a lot of in a lot of different directions so i obviously we had some some triumphs and some defeats but you know that that whole middle group of teams i think was was super close it could have also come down to the maze as well like the maze certainly plays uh, a lot different than than like a elam maze um yeah and that that may have been ultimately what kind of pushed detroit b sort of over the over the top to give them third instead of say fourth or fifth or something like that yeah. again not gonna say that they they weren't a great team they definitely they were awesome. yeah. but but yeah but home field advantage matters we know that yeah yeah it matters rusty it matters you jerk. <laughs> um he doesn't listen to this well he knows it matters now <laughs> yeah um yeah cool yeah so and then the, my my last thing on on just the good was the social outings mm. and that again gets back to what i was saying last week that Beans deserves a ton of credit because he put together a lot of the stuff, and in both the case of are adding to Cedar Point, which was great, and then <laughs> mostly um, both both pizza, yeah. Well, we can get back to that. Um, pizza Popolis on cool. the Saturday night before the tournament, and then Dooley's midweek. Mm. All of that stuff was really spearheaded by Beans, and in the case of both Cedar Point and Pizza Popolis, he fronted his own money for that and was relying on people to come through and pay him back. So yeah. he definitely stuck his neck out to get those events organized. But they were so important because we had Cedar Point, we had Pizza Popolis, we had Dooley's, and we had Dave and Buster's. Yeah. We had four kind of legit social outings where we just got to hang out as human beings, as yeah. Than says, right? Because that's how human beings actually phrase things, right? <laughs> You know what? Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Is that better? Is that is that how human beings phrase things? No. Are you that, happy now? That's how like a robot. We too. enjoy processing yeah. oxygen together. Uh, you're right though. Like, <laughs> but no, not 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 to, not to give you shit. But that was 
that I think was really important and it set kind of the tone for the week and took a lot of the, the stress off because that, that midweek adding at Dooley's, much like the lunch out that we had last year in Brisbane, I think was a really good just kind of reset button mm. in the middle of the tournament when people might have been getting kind of close to that edge of, eh, I'm getting a little getting a little testy here. <laughs> you can't play from the foyer. You can't play from the foyer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so stuff like that. And yeah, having a having an early appearance of Fireball DK, I think that was a, <laughs> definitely a highlight for maybe, me. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So like uh, the other thing with those outings is it it um, it allows for the people who are the home site to interact with the traveling players because a lot of the time, like. In, in Brisbane mm-hmm. last year, we, we stayed at the Gateway and, and there was like four and a half teams or whatever staying at the same holiday park, which was really awesome, except it didn't yeah. really allow for the locals to kind of come and hang because, you know, they've got their own houses to, to, to be at. Um, whereas, you know, if you do make the effort to go out to a bar or, you know, go somewhere like a theme park and hang out together as a crew for yep. the day, like... Yeah. Well, that's why it was great to have so many Detroit people come to Cedar Point with us. Oh, wait. <laughs> Only Swifty Talk came out, you bunch of jerks. <laughs> well, which was awesome, by the way. I appreciate uh, everything that Taco did for us. Cause, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if he wasn't there to shepherd us to the park, we would have died. Yeah, I, I agree. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, again, huge thanks to Beans for, for putting it together. We did not know when it was going to happen that it would literally be, like, the hottest day of the century oh, bro. at oh, Cedar God. Point. That was pretty rough because just to give people some kind of idea of what was happening so by the temperature on the gauge was about probably 97 fahrenheit so nothing that californians wouldn't be used to on a fairly daily basis but with the heat index so you throw in the humidity and the uv exposure since we're right there on the lake it was legit topping 118 119 it was so brutal man we wow. were pounding water after every ride, staying in shade as much as possible. I reapplied sunscreen at least six or seven times mm. throughout the, the day. And still, by the early afternoon, we were all pretty fried. Yeah. And I was getting legit worried about you, yeah. about Sanch, about Disco, people who were showing early signs of, of heat exhaustion. Oh, bro, so I was... Uh, good we got it there when we did. I, I was pretty munted, like, for the rest of that day. Uh, and so it was disco the next day um yeah disco was munted too yeah for sure yeah legit every on the the way back to detroit when we were driving in the the minivan everybody except for for star killer was asleep was passed out yeah. in the back because they were all just utterly toasted yeah at that point i was shocked that i did as well as i did you would think this kind of pasty motherfucker would have just been burnt <laughs> to a crisp by that point yeah but pretty much i guess i did something right so the only thing that kept me awake on the ride home was the terrifying driving <laughs> the conditions. massive thunderstorm <laughs> so like this this crazy storm rolls in and like you can't see like you know 50 feet in front of you like it's just there's no visibility at all and taco's just driving like a boss like oh yeah this happens i'm like you can't fucking yeah. see anything bro yeah i was seeing native michiganders pull over to the the side yep. of the freeway to just let it pass never occurred to me not driving <laughs> this weather on a regular basis oh maybe i should do the same we, i'm also driving this massive unfamiliar vehicle we, yeah, we drove pull over? we drove we were driving along and like 
all of a sudden I see like headlights facing us. I'm like, what the fuck? And a car had like spun out on the freeway facing the wrong way, parked halfway in the very uh, right lane. Um, I was just like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you reverse a little bit and get off the road? Because you know you're gonna die now. Because it's gonna happen. Well, this is something else that I learned from my couple of visits to uh, to Michigan. The thing about Michigan is is that they're the uh, driving rules or laws, I think, are really just more polite suggestions. <laughs> it's more like guidelines than anything else. Yeah. More like guidelines. Well, Taco... Like, I mean, I know everybody says that about whatever home state that was new. Oh, people in my state don't know how to drive. No. Michiganders, I'm telling you, people in your state don't know how to fucking drive. It's crazy, bro. And, like, so we... <laughs> We're driving in the, the, the fast lane, and Targo's like, oh, we, we probably should move over. We're like, oh, why? He's like, well, these puddles form. And, and by puddle, I mean lakes form on the freeway, and if you hit them doing 80 <laughs> miles, you're going to hydroplane and just, like, spin out. And sure enough, we saw a car, like, you know, facing the wrong way. So that's the only reason why I wasn't passed out in the back. So I had, like, mad adrenaline running and also, like, <laughs> heat exhaustion. <laughs> Borderline heat stroke. Um, yeah, well, you guys were, were, I think, probably about 15 minutes ahead of us. Yeah. So uh, but we, we got, I think, a slightly lesser version of that storm. Ooh. Still didn't wake up most people in the back of my car. So <laughs> I was like, should we pull over? He's like, nah, we'll be all right. Nah. <laughs> I nah. was like, okay, cool. We're going to die today in Detroit. Awesome. And yeah, hey, we all lived, so what's the big deal? We get those type of storms down, down here in Texas as well. Mm. Um, just, just the, yeah, you can, you can't see the 50 feet for any of this, that, and the other, but the, the difference being down here is that in general, the roads are in a hell of a lot better <laughs> shape than they are in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that's a, that's an in general statement. There are definitely some places down here where, where the roads suck. Um, but Oof. yeah, it's, 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 you're, you're, you're a little less likely to, um, you know, have that whole hydroplaning thing because of puddles and and i am going to pile on to michigan drivers they do suck i've lived (laughs) i've I've lived in california lived in texas i've lived in new zealand i've driven driven in australia driven you know a bunch of places around around the states michigan by far has the worst drivers i have dealt with anywhere (laughs) Well, we got anywhere. We got another taste. So, so I guess really what I should be saying is hats off to you Detroit players for being alive because you're <laughs> taking your life in your hands every single day. I mean, I, I heard a new term whilst we were driving around. It's called you got to have uh, Detroit balls at some <laughs> in some places because, yeah, like we, we were driving to Pizza Popolis and like – Oh, good Lord. Uh, there was like – there was, I think, maybe three or four sets of lights that were just out, and there was again yeah. another kind of like rainstorm, and you just <laughs> Targo was just like, yeah, so you just got to go, and hopefully nobody hits you. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, because you know, don't treat it like a stop sign like you're supposed to. <laughs> just however many want to go through, uh, you got just two, go. three, four cars. I want to go. Yeah, yeah just, if you're, just if you're bigger, it. just go. Mm. Pretty much, yeah. P.S. Whoever told us just to take Grashit all the way down instead of doing the side freeways, you can fuck right off. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's some. If you want to experience like a little bit of like, you know, what you think of when somebody says Detroit, drive down Grashit. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's some. There's some. There's a whole lot of Detroit happening on that road. Yeah, I guess, you, I guess you could say that. Mm. But 
in any case, even so, the social outings were great. Were pretty top notch. Uh, I will say I don't think the pizza at Pizza Popolis is particularly good, oh, I but like it. it was still great to see everybody. Well, if you know what, if you uh, if you eat it for breakfast cold the next day, perfect, perfect cold pizza. Amazing. Well, I, I definitely did that because, mm. yeah, we, we definitely didn't have time to do a lot of other stuff the next morning. <laughs> so, yeah, I think social outings, perfect. And I, I think that will only kind of increase next year in Auckland because I, I know that pretty much anybody who's thinking of coming over from the States, they're planning on doing at least a, a full two weeks. So I'm sure there will be plenty of time to go out and do stuff and yeah, get well, some, some games on, maybe maybe hit those luges. So, uh I might as well. I might as well use the podcast as a as a sounding board for the crazy shit that like that that comes to mind. Um, I've already started looking at the cost of doing a tour bus, um, around the North Island in New Zealand, uh, for like you know, thirty people. Um, oh dear. And included in that is <laughs> is uh you know all the accommodation for the week two meals a day um you know a bunch of different uh bunch of different activities like hobbiton and luging and rotorua and um i think weta workshops is in there as well just just a whole bunch of stuff so uh if people are keen to do like <laughs> do a, a a laser force bus tour of new zealand uh yeah let me know because it's something that uh that i've looked into and the pricing's not too bad i think it's only like like it's like two grand new zealand for five days with basically everything included so um yeah it's not too bad we'll see how we go though i'm, I'm definitely at least interested so mm-hmm. let's let's do that yeah um all right so that was all that was all good stuff so i guess we'll move on to to quote unquote <laughs> the bad and again there really is not anything that I'm like super disappointed about in this tournament other than my own not being good enough for my team to finish higher, but that is what it is. Uh, Yeah. For me, of course. Well, I mean, you you get to practice on a (laughs) weekly basis. I don't know what your excuse is. Old. (laughs) Old and fat. I'm also older than you, so I still don't know what your excuse is. Definitely fat. (laughs) Um, All right, fair. I I was uh, much, way more unfit uh, this year than I was last year. Part of that is some health stuff that i'm battling but um yeah i i've definitely struggled way more than i did last year um and it showed like you know it's 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 hard to be good when your body doesn't allow you to be good yeah it's it's rough but sometimes uh that's uh i don't know the wake-up call that you need sometimes i know that definitely yeah. has happened to me in the past coming back to lasers after a hiatus and then being in not quite as good a shape as i think i am yeah yeah um yeah, so yeah, I, I yeah, definitely so, second second the, uh, <laughs> the yeah the guilt that you feel for for not playing better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So so stuff on on the the quote unquote the bad, which is really just more of a it needs slight improvement for mm. next year. I think I will leave until last the the stuff about the the guidelines for when penalties should count because mm-hmm. I think we need to have a longer discussion about that. Yeah. Um, but stuff on there, I would say one, the vests. We're we're a little <laughs> janky. If if I had to launch levy a complaint, uh, the vests. Now, okay, a couple of things on this. <laughs> Granted, we weren't playing Gen Eight, which we did in in Brisbane, and Gen Eight is a amazing. Whole, yeah, a whole class ahead of anything else, Laser Force related, yeah. and it's just absolutely great. Now, I mean, Gen Seven is usually 
perfectly fine. Gen 7 is good. We played with Gen 7 in several mats. I mean, hell, we played with Gen 6 in 2017 in, in SAC, mm. and we had some problems here and there, but by standards of Gen 6, I think they were fine. By Gen 7 standards, I felt like there were definitely moments where I thought that I should have been able to hit stuff and couldn't. Like, in a lot of these situations, I would have had no trouble getting off all five of my missiles as heavy every game if we were playing on Gen 8, mm. but wasn't doing them on these Gen 7 packs. Yeah. And about half the packs could hit that shot that goes from back corner to the top of the green ramp, and the other half couldn't. Yep. And that was definitely frustrating at times. It just it doesn't it doesn't uh, add up for an equal playing field um, when when the quality of each suit varies so much. You know, like Gen Eight, you don't really have that problem. You don't have good and at bad least not suits. yet. Yeah, not yet. I guess it's you know everything's still pretty new at most sites. Um, yeah but yeah like it, it it's noticeable like yeah <laughs> when you have good and bad suits like that's another thing that kind of maybe like benefits the home home side a little bit um yeah so i, I mean that ultimately was a minor because again it's not like the vests were total garbage like that 2002 tournament we were uh, talking about earlier today than <laughs> i was literally just about to say yeah flash. so I, let's, let's, i've let's, seen let's think back to 2002 and better yet let's not because <laughs> i again to children for those of you that haven't heard heard, heard the story the short form is Than ended up spiking a pack because packs were, were so shitty. That is the really compressed short form of that story. That, Amazing. That's, that, that is the highlight. Which, I think it improved its performance next game. <laughs> well, you know, once they put a gun cord on it, it probably did. Um, but Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, was the, that was the slightly longer version of that story. But in any yeah. case, it, it really it wasn't as bad as all that. I'm not going to make out like the packs were ultra shit or anything like that. But relative to, I would say, the experience of the, the previous year, if I could have any kind of minor quibble, it was, yeah, it would have been nicer if the vests were, were in a little bit better condition. Or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. In future tournaments, if you have the opportunity as a site to to have Gen 8, and either that's from you know the site doing an upgrade or another site lending you their packs, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe borrow the packs. Maybe maybe just do that. I've heard conflicting reports <laughs> on exactly what what happened with that, so I'm I'm not gonna lay the blame at anybody's feet oh, for no, that. No, 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 no. I'm just yeah, I'm that, talking hypothetically. If that is, if that is an option, you know. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying if it that was. is an option. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah so okay that's that's one of my biggest quibbles so again that's really nothing major oh no i didn't get to get all my missiles off every game woe is me um first world would... fucking problem <laughs> yeah pretty much so yeah that pales in comparison to all the good things mm. that happen during the week yeah number two and this i think was kind of unavoidable just given how many people we have but this is something that i think we do need to address going forward is practice time because the official practice night that we had, we had essentially about four hours for, I won't even throw the Detroit teams in there because they got left out of some of the practice games because they play there every week. Yeah. But four hours for eight teams to get any kind of meaningful practice in really is just not enough time yeah. to effectively learn the field. Now, in fairness, again, if people had gotten there earlier, Jesse was good enough to say that we did have offerings if there were no Gen Pub there. We could have played Space Marines for free, essentially, 
And we could have played other Gen Pub games much we wanted, buying discounted wristbands. So we definitely did have the opportunity to play, and I took them up on that. Mm. I tried to get in as many reps as I could in the maze before the tournament started. But in terms of the official practice time, I think we might need to look at in the future if we have this many teams bracketing off a little bit more time for, for practice because we really couldn't play late on that Sunday even though we had the option because play started at 8.30 mm. Monday morning. Teams weren't going to start the, the the week on on no sleep. It's it, right. So. I guess it comes back to like what can this what can the site afford to to give up, right? Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if if like they they were pretty good about putting us in with with the general public. Um, like I personally didn't get to practice at all, um, mostly because again, like as a repercussion from Cedar Point, um, I was severely dehydrated. Um, you know after that you know from that day so um mm-hmm. and i was pretty i was pretty messed up so i couldn't actually physically train which is you know more of a just a shitty thing for me um but yeah like if you can expand if if, if the site has the ability to expand out the allocated practice time then it's definitely something that needs to happen um yeah if we if we have the capability yeah that that's always the the real risk on that because sites already incur a lot of risk by essentially closing down for the week so we can have these tournaments. Mm. Obviously, bracketing off another half of Sunday is not always something that sites are going to be able to do because mm. you have parties, you have other revenue that you can get to. Yeah. This year, it might have been okay because they actually weren't all that busy, but you can't always count on that going forward. So if we want to keep this in the realm of affordability, that is something we're going to have to look at. But it might just be one of those things that... Um, Sites may want to do essentially what Jesse did, and I think his offering was a sound one. That if there's no Gen Pub there, you can play as much Space Marines as you want. Yeah. If there's Gen Pub there, you can jump into games at a discounted rate, so you can learn the field. Mm. But I think it missed maybe a more conscientious effort on the part of teams getting there to say we need to take advantage of those opportunities That's if right. we really want to learn the field. Yeah. And I know people want to go out and they want to do other things. They don't want to spend two extra days at the center when they're going to be there for for five days consecutively. But if you if practice time is something that's important, we can't necessarily count on getting it all done in four or five hours on a Sunday night the way that we used to when we only had six teams yeah, in the tournament. Yeah, but you're right. Like if if uh, that partially comes down to to you know the teams. So how competitive really do you want to be for the week? Like if you think that being there all day on the Sunday with the opportunity to play half of that that day um, gives you an extra edge, then cool like you should definitely do that um so yeah maybe part of it is is onus on the players um yeah i certainly would have liked it if we could have got our whole team there but stuff happens i get it yeah yeah i should i should talk to the to my teammates who were on a food odyssey <laughs> with, with rusty and fred oh week. bro did you see it was like <laughs> he i think rusty put on like 10 kg or something while he was away <laughs> Hey man, when, when suddenly you, you don't win tournaments, that depression hits pretty hard, and you just you just start pounding the chicken wings. Uh, excellent. Love you, Rusty. Long time. So yeah, so the practice time that again I think is something we just need to adjust as a community. Not calling out anybody in particular, because um, again I I actually I really do thank Jesse and Kevin for being as generous as they were oh, for sure. in letting us play extra games with gen pub as long as we were willing to either pay or just not go super hardcore against against gen pub yeah yeah 
because it was it was definitely a, a tough field to learn, and I was glad that I I got probably a couple dozen games under my belt before the tournament started uh, to learn some of those windows and angles. Yeah, all the time that I missed definitely affected my play. Like I didn't feel overly comfortable in there at all during the week, but like mm-hmm. you know, by it took me until Thursday really um, to to kind of be like, all right, I I kind of understand where I should be and where I can get shot from through these windows and. Yeah, but you're right. I think it was probably one of the hardest mazes like I played in, um, possibly even harder than Brisbane. It's tough because on the one hand, it seems relatively simple because so much of the action takes place in a fairly small area. Mm. But because all those areas are so highly trafficked, you need to be highly hyper aware all the time yeah. of where shots are either coming from or potentially could come from. Yeah, which makes so it it's hard not with like the Brisbane is hard because there's so much open space. There's so many places you yeah. can go. Yeah. In Detroit, it's that, well, I know there's like three or four places I need to go, but guess what? There's always somebody fucking there. That's right. And there's always, you know, maybe five angles that I'll get shot from if I'm standing up or, you know, if I'm not against a particular wall or, yeah. Yeah, so like, something that was, was hammered home for me in this tournament is just how important playing as a cohesive unit is mm-hmm. because this is something I've mentioned to SAC players before, but I think this has really gotten hammered home even more, is that this is not a hero ball where, where you yeah. can where you can just backpack by yourself. Mm. You need to have support. You need to be playing as a team unit. SAC, I think... The way our field played, it allowed a lot of people to get pretty comfortable working kind of in isolation and being only dimly aware of where their teammates were. Mm. But when it's come to some other fields, that's turned out to be a detriment for us. So whenever we end up getting a, a site back at some point in the, the future, that is, I think, something we're going to need to consciously work on is to say, look, you can't just go and pretend that you can take on the world by yourself. Mm. Also with that, I mean, it takes a, a very specific type of player that can actually hero ball um and 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 backpack a team out i mean even even within the sacramento maze um a lot of people thought they could do it yeah fair um the reality was that you know there there were only you know over over time i mean if if we're going back like the the entire way oh over time, there's really there were really only a couple of Sacramento players, even in Sacramento's maze, that could properly hero ball a team out and and backpack everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that you know you you hero ball once against a weaker side, which would you know would it happen during members' nights, and suddenly you think that you can do that all the time against anybody and even if you're repeatedly smacked down with the no you really can't do that you know you have that 10 to 15 percent success rate where you think oh this is good enough and it's really not Mm. but that you know that becomes a whole separate discussion around playing theory and whatnot as well Mm. so Yep. So that, that that's on our our topic for for coming up on this season of the resupply. We'll yeah, talk about okay. hero ball. <laughs> overall overall game theory of of SM five. Oh, I can't Ooh. wait. Uh, we never, I know, I can... the, the word theory just makes me quiver. <laughs> I think we just went under a hundred subs again. <laughs> <laughs> that's distinctly possible. Demonetized. <laughs> 
So, okay, that, that's what I had on that. So ne- next point I have up on, again, it's not bad, and I'm I'm struggling to find a way to to frame this so that it just doesn't come off super salty and pointed, <laughs> um, is related to the, the Sportsmanship Award. Mm-hmm. So I want to put a massive disclaimer on this. I do not want to take anything away from Ace. I think he was a deserving recipient of the award, and he is a great guy. Mm-hmm. Now, having said all that, <laughs> I think there was. I love you, man. But and anything I that was said, think that when, anything that was said before the butt doesn't count. So here yeah. we go. And it really has nothing to do with Ace so much as I think just the comforts of voters. When the ballots all got handed out, I don't really feel like there was a lot of overall kind of top-down discussion of, look, this is what the awards mean. Here's kind of what the criteria are. Here's people who are eligible on some kind of list or something like that. I think there was a little bit of, well, I don't really know who to vote for. Well, Ace usually gets it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to vote for him. Right. Again, perfectly deserving recipient, but I think there were other people who are deserving of consideration. Now I didn't see any of the, the vote tallies or things like that, that that came down. But when I think about other players who are potentially deserving, I think of people like um, Thunder, somebody else who's on St. George, mm-hmm. who I think was a great sport during the week. Uh, Jer Bear, I thought, yeah. would have been a very deserving recipient too because, I mean, he was just awesome and not only in dealing with other players but kind of just keeping his team on the level and managing things on, on that kind of end. And probably other people that I can I can think of too. Um, obviously, Redneck Tech, somebody who's won in the past, I think is is a great dude and just makes it fun for, for everybody. Mm. So, again, it's not to say that, that Ace deserved the award, but I think there should be some consideration when we sit down just as a group, when we all get our ballots of what is the criteria that we're looking for and really put some kind of thought into the the overall process of what do these awards mean and not just voting for people kind of out of custom or out of habit. Sure. Although to be fair, uh, like I didn't, I didn't actually know that Ace had like won it multiple times before. Um, but like thought it was off the back of his, his uh, mighty performance at Dooley's. <laughs> yeah, again, I, I I can't complain because did anybody else get tips during the week? No. So, I mean, there you go. There's your case right there. Yeah. <laughs> but you, I think you're right. Like, maybe some consideration into, okay, well, what is what is this award supposed to embody and what are the criteria that, that we're kind of looking for, you know, for um, uh, recipients? Um, yeah. It's not a bad thing to kind of, like, try and define it i guess um yeah well and i just in talking to different people again i i don't think it's an issue of well this or that player wasn't deserving this award so much as when i was talking to different players about well why should why would you want to vote for this person versus this person versus this person and just getting a couple of different items of, of feedback of people saying well i tend to frame it around this well i tend to frame it around this now that's the case in pretty much any kind of time you have like all-star ballots and any sort of major sport people are going to have slightly different criteria as to why they vote for people but i feel like it might have been advantageous to have a little bit of kind of a directed discussion of look these are the ballots these are what these different awards are given out for and all those different things sure i think that's fair so just something to consider going forward in terms of like what what awards we're handing out and why they're being given out Mm. i guess is the the better way to frame that yeah yeah, still love you, Ace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so next, I, I guess, move on to the, the rough stuff. So I have two points on this. Ooh, so we like it rough, DK. Make it rough. <laughs> I think the, the refs, I think in general, it was better this year than in previous years with um, refs paying attention and being involved and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That said, I think there still needs to be a little bit more of refs being proactive and being involved in the game. I'm still sometimes seeing refs with their guns clipped, with them just kind of walking around, not really paying attention. And it's just a matter of of mutual respect that we all kind of owe one another during the tournament. Because we can't bring in professional refs, we can't have outsiders do this, it really does fall on us to police ourselves in the way that the the game is conducted. Mm -hmm. And especially with this new system where penalties aren't big penalties in terms of points, but are meant to interrupt bad play, it is even more incumbent on the rest that they need to be paying attention to when broken plays happen to, yeah. to stop them from, from getting out of hand. And, like, that was part of the reason why um, Traj's speech <laughs> during the tournament yeah. was so important because it, it gave people a bit of a kick up the ass to be like, oh, shit, actually, there are things that that some of us are doing that we shouldn't be doing, like keeping your gun clipped or having your gun set to the wrong setting although in fairness that was something that i wasn't really aware of from the start of the tournament i didn't really know that you're supposed to have your gun not in uh blue mode (laughs) yeah there was there was some kind of um hang up with the the software that we had that we couldn't default the ref vest to being the limited refs that were only in yellow and i don't remember exactly why it happened yeah um, but in previous years, I know when we, at least when we did it in the sack, I was able to, to auto log stuff so that it made all the refs limited refs yeah. only yellow mode by default. And there was only one head ref vest, but yeah, we got to learn several fun lessons during the week. Like <laughs> if it's on red and you double click it and you double tap it twice, it will end the whole fucking game. So Shut you should up. probably be aware of that. Uh, I mean, I think I, 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 I feel like we we could just you know blame the fact that it's Detroit for why that went wrong. I mean, it seems like Detroit's just just in general a good a good just a good thing to blame. Oh, the weather sucks. It's Detroit. It's definitely Detroit. Oh, the drivers <laughs> suck. It's 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 Detroit. Oh, the oh, rusty sucks. lost. It's Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh harsh. Oh. <laughs> but no, you're, you're right. Like, um, so there there was a there was a few things that. You know, and it happens at every tournament, and really it shouldn't, but it does. Um, and it it is up to us to kind of police uh, police that as as players, because you know, it, in your game, you would expect the refs to be paying attention and to be uh, making sure the game is as fair as possible. Um, so you know, you have to return the favor and make sure that you do everything in your power um, to ref as good as you can ref. Um, yeah. And I, I know it's nobody's favorite thing to do, but it's how it's how we have to operate. And refing has just the procedure for it has gotten so much better mm. over the years that I I think we just need to be appreciative that we have the capabilities that we do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll go into like the nitty gritty on on the refs in a in a future pod. Um. Because it's yeah. It's so that so we can at least do a, a brief discussion now because. I think the only other real nitpick that I had on sort of uh, the the bad, which is something that people have brought up continually after the tournament ended, which is 
do we need some kind of additional guidelines for when penalties should start counting for points well, short answer and is what yes. the criteria are? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, that, that, that was something, again, you know, watching from, from distance it gave me a little bit of a you know, different perspective on, on the whole thing. Um, and I mean, the, yeah, as, as Steve-O said, the, the short answer is yes, there, 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 there does need to be something put in place. Um, what, whether we do it as a, a jet, a general guideline within the, the floor rules, that's, that's just a permanent thing or whether that's something that is set, um, by, by captain's vote prior to the start of, of the tournament go, going for, forward, but there should there should never be a a um, case or incident where people don't know or the tournament at large doesn't know at what point things are going to start sticking. Um, right. And the and the practical advantage to if you set if you set that number prior to the tournament starting or again if it just becomes part of the the floor rules, um, the practical ad, ad advantage to that is that then there w there there won't be any um, any questions about favoritism as as far as when things started sticking. Oh, this person you know had had three shields and then we started they started sticking, but this person had six and they still weren't. Mm -hmm. um, you know that sort sort of thing, which can you know obviously become very um, poisonous within within a tournament of you know treating players differently I know that you know as a as a whole we try not to I know that it still happens that that, that we do end up treating different players differently based on um, you know based on history history and, experience reputation a whole yeah, host of the other and factors. there's and and you know some sometimes that's a net positive. Sometimes it's really not. Um, now, as far as what that number should be for when you know things start sticking for chases and shields, and and just it, it was chases and shields that were the only two zero pointers, right? Everything else was was points. Blocking, blocking also. Mm. Okay, so okay, so there's gonna be zero points. Okay, so 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 chases, blocks, and. And shields were set were set set at zero. I mean, yeah. If 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 at tournament start, you know, you know that you know during round play, if you've got you know, once you're past you know five, everything after that is is going to count. You I know, mean, we can, it, we can we can or or I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there as a as a number. Obviously, yeah. we will have we, we will have a much more in depth conversation about it. But for for purposes of of the of the example, if you know that okay, you can have you but you, you you essentially have five have five gimmies, and then after that you're in a penalty situation and all that shit is going to stick. Mm. Um, you know I think that. Something like that, um, I feel, is just is one of those things that, in hindsight, is like, oh my god, why didn't we think of that as 
part of this. Well, it yeah, was well, discussed I, I can, at, the <laughs> at the start I can of the actually, tournament. I can actually speak to that yeah. and, and throw myself under the bus a little bit um, because that was brought up just to say, should we have a hard cap on how many people can get? But my thinking was very similar to Tragic at the time was, well, look, there are going to be lots of things that are situational. If someone is getting penalized for shielding in the same place over and over and over again, that's one thing. But if somebody gets two total accidental chases in two completely separate areas of the maze and they get a couple of shields and completely different situations, mm-hmm. you know, we, we want to be able to treat those cases as the unique isolated incidents that they were. And my thinking was very much in line with that at the start of the tournament. Me too. As somebody, though, who has to look at the structure of rules and tournament play overall, though, in order for rules to be sensible, they need to be easily understood and they need to be easily enforced. Mm. And for ease of enforcement, when refs are not talking to each other a lot after every game, I am now more of the opinion of, yeah, maybe we do need to set at least some kind of general guideline over after X number of penalties, they count. Well, because that's a much easier type, thing to track. Of the same type, it was an easier thing to track. Like, um, True. Because, I mean, really, it was there was maybe a couple of people whose penalties were sticking, one of whom um, most of his were uh, were shielding penalties. And, you know, after getting, you know, quite a large number of shielding penalties, his started to count. And so, but, like, that didn't happen until way later in, uh, in the tournament, I, I suppose, like, towards the end of the week. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he was still getting those penalties uh, towards the end of the week. Not as many, because they were they were starting to you know count but yeah there was also probably a, a few other people who whose penalties probably should have started counting that that didn't so yeah it, we, yeah. we can discuss so I, it I, like you know uh yeah, yeah I, I would i would like to get um Traj or rusty or somebody else from brisbane league assuming that they're going to use this again next season mm-hmm to maybe do a, a deep dive sometime on, on this on this season of the, the resupply to talk about some areas where we might iron that out. For sure. But yeah, I, I think, again, overall, a really positive improvement. These are just little tweaks that I think we need to make to, to make a good thing mm. even better. Because obviously, introducing the ref suits was a really good innovation, mm. and then moving to this system, I think, was another good innovation. Mm. But just like sure. when we introduced the ref suits, there were a couple issues that needed to, to be ironed out, and that, I think that's what we're in the process of doing. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we can, like like you said, we can we can go deeper uh, on its own podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So th- those were those were my my five good things and five things we can improve mm-hmm. not even bad things yeah and overall again i i think on the scale of things and everybody who is involved in the organization of this tournament definitely needs a congratulations and a pat on the back mm-hmm. because i think just from trying to take a bird's eye view of this this was the best nats that we have had on the on this scene if you just look at everything in the aggregate sure. i think um just on on a thing that was that potentially could have been bad and i was kind of geared up for it to be bad and then it ended up not being a thing at all um was yeah just the the fighting and the drama that never happened um yeah and look you know i I think detroit site gets a little bit of a, a bad rap when it comes to some of this stuff um but on the whole like the site you guys detroit represented themselves really well there was only one game um 
there was only one game where there was a little bit of uh, drama, and really it, it came it came to nothing. Um, it was kind yeah. of dropped straight away, and yeah. So you know, big shout out to to Detroit um, for uh, for holding yourselves as professionals. <laughs> yeah, you guys represented well. Yeah, I mean, fantastically. Every every site we always have internal drama. There's always going to be some kind of, of angst or a little, you know, blow up during, whoa, during the whoa, week. Whoa, but... whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Are you telling me that lasers people engender drama when they're in the same space? Hide your chairs. Once in a while. Once in a while. Rarely. Wow. This hide is... your wife. Hide your chairs. <laughs> this is... This is this is completely new and sh- this is a new a new and shocking revelation, mm. DK. Um, <laughs> Thank please. you, major sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, well, I do what I can. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for uh, the ugly? <laughs> for, for for the ugly, okay. So so here's our our kind of entertaining stuff. I mean, this isn't really an, an ugly, but I think it would have been cool if we had a little bit more of the, the kind of proximity and camaraderie that we had like in the caravan park in, in Brisbane. Yeah. Cause our, our two teams stayed pretty close together, Steve, but even then we had that annoying bridge that we had to cross <laughs> to, to get over to, to your guys place. Yeah. So it wasn't quite as convenient as otherwise would have, would have been yeah. uh, being just down the road. Um, so that I think being in close proximity after ours makes the socializing a lot easier and makes recording the podcast a lot easier too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that that was one thing that I, I didn't get to co-host to with the, the podcast, so yeah. that uh, could have been better. Well, I guess I only didn't co-host one of them because one of them didn't happen at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, two, again, it's not ugly now, but it's something that we start need to – think about is what are we going to do if we do start getting more teams now there's already been some discussion of this moving from 10 to 12 teams actually isn't all that difficult Mm. you can't really have 11 because of the way that things work out it kind of needs to be an even number after you hit 10 Um, but the only real changes would be is that number one the pool play becomes in some ways easier because then you can have play refs sit entirely within pools. Yep. So basically, the first half of the day, one pool plays. The second half of the day, the other pool plays. So that way, you can. it's much easier to schedule out breaks and stuff like that. Mm. So that part's pretty easy. The okay. hard part is, you probably aren't going to get to be able to play everybody before finals. So that's a little bit sad. And with the pools being so separated, there might not be as much time for socializing during the day. Mm. So that's going to be the, the potentially ugly part there going forward is... If we do start running a situation where we're going to have 10 teams on the regular, or we start having 12 plus teams, we might not. We might need to, to start making some tougher decisions. And there's been a whole host of things suggested for that. One is we might need to put more emphasis on regional qualifiers. We might need to um, kind of more closely restrict the, the kind of, of site representation rules. Um, you know, in extreme circumstances, we might need there to be a, a sort of two-tiered structure of tournament where we have this kind of very smaller, closed SM5 championship type thing. But if we really want to open up tournaments, then we've discussed this multiple times. You might need to go to a different a different game format, and that might be a way to incorporate new yep. sites that are coming in that maybe are not as practiced at SM5. Which obviously, for those of us who love SM5, that's not something we want to see become the the norm. But if we want to expand the tournament scene, it's something we need to consider as a kind of an alternative product, not a substitute, but an alternative. 
Yeah, and that's, I mean, that could happen regardless. Um, it's just, yes. I think that for the most part, people will continue. Like, you, you would look at SM4 just as a separate community almost, like, a, or a subset community. Like, um, yeah, if people want to go and play SM4 tournament, cool. Arrange it outside of, like, Space Marines. It's it's a separate thing. It's, it's almost treated, like, uh, as separate as, you know, a zone tournament or, you know. Or yeah, yeah. Because I I don't want to run into a situation where we're telling sites, hey, you can only have one team, or hey, these players, you're getting shut out of the tournament. But that is the ugly reality: is that if we start crossing that 12 team threshold, that is a conversation that we're going to have to have. Well, so that's the... why I put that under under the ugly, because that's not going to be a pleasant conversation to have. Yeah, but then like, and again, like I've discussed this with with a number of other people, but it becomes a point of, all right, well, where do we? what do we cut to make make room so it's either you cut the amount of players or you cut the amount of games that people get to play and to me yeah. that's probably the the more likely situation where you don't play you you probably paying the same amount to play way less games during the week but it does mean that you know the tournament becomes larger yeah um, so that that's just a it's a matter of priorities and it's a discussion that we're, we're gonna have to have so maybe that that's also something that we can yeah someone, address this uh this season someone has to <laughs> dive into it dive into it yeah someone has to make room somewhere for for others to be able to play um yeah yeah so. and and thus far it has not really been an issue because we seem to think that it's going to be an issue every year oh my god we have more teams and we're going to know what to do with but when it comes down to who actually ends up buying the tickets and who ends up showing up to play the tournaments We've always ended up with a number that is Working. lower than we initially expected, and is more reasonable and is manageable yeah. for us to get through in the in the week. Yeah. So, not to say that's always going to be the case, but so far it hasn't proven to to be a problem. That's right. Yeah, but 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 there's that whole uh, while it's, while that's what it's been so far. Obviously, we need to be ready for that point at which we need to plan. Absolutely. Yeah, and. And I mean, and the the reality there is, and I I know I've said this on on a previous podcast before. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. It's a it really it's is. a I mean, it's especially you know for you know all the all the old school people that are old, old enough with the tournaments to remember when you know getting getting four teams to a tournament was you know a big deal and getting getting six teams to a tournament oh my god this is this is this is a huge laser force tournament we've got six teams here yeah mm -hmm. um and and now you know it's like oh you know we've you know eight ten we've been you know running in that in that range these last few few years yeah i, th I, I think it would be a real abnormality to have fewer than eight at national tournaments going forward mm. i i would think that we would we would consider that to be a low turnout after our recent experiences yeah exactly right. I, I think going forward like any any less than 10 is yeah low i can still see eight <laughs> depending on exactly where and when the the tournament is i because... suppose coming out to new zealand is is a little difficult for for some people it, it might be for some people, but I I could be way off. We could end up having a ton of people from the states who who come over, right? Um, because it definitely it grew significantly from 2014, the first time that 
Americans really made it over in numbers. Yes, I know you were there before, Than. Uh, in you. terms of putting together an actual U.S. team or a mostly U.S. team, that number grew significantly yeah. from 2014 to 2018. So by next year, you know, we could legit have a full three, maybe four U.S. teams. That's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, well, based on what people were saying, you know, like majority of a St. George team want to come, majority of, like, Sacramento team want to come. Um yeah, um, I mean, again, talk. There's always a lot of big talk oh, of right course. after tournaments, but <laughs> I, I'm hoping that it's it's not idle this yeah. time around. That we really do have good representation from the states coming over next year. I know the, the you know majority of a Syracuse team want to come, so yeah. Yep. So my my only remaining item is on the the ugly side is. Please, Steve, for the love of God, <laughs> stop trying to die. For God's sake, getting uh, kiwi flu and tonsillitis <laughs> and getting heat stroke and then having to go to the emergency room constantly. You need to knock that shit off, bro. bro. You need to get healthy for next year because we need you there. But playing he, and podcasting but, and doing all the things. He had travel insurance. Let us not forget he he had travel insurance. So, Man practices what he preaches. On a on a slightly serious note, I haven't received the bill yet, so <laughs> I don't oh. even know if my uh, if my insurance is going to cover it because it's pre-existing. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. I might uh I might be homebound for a little while <laughs> if, if that's the case. Um, well, good thing you don't have to travel next year's tournament. That's true. That's true. Although I was considering like staying if if people are all staying in the the same place next year, which I'm in the process of organizing, by the way. So you know, let me know if you if you are keen to come because I'm trying to find a place for us all. But if that ends up cool. happening, I'm very keen to actually stay with everyone. So um, yeah, I'm, I, I might have to say farewell to my wife for another week and. Um, and uh, come slum it with with you guys. So, but yeah, well, we know she's done driving you to the hospital anyway. So what's, <laughs> yeah, what's the difference? Yeah, she just put me in an Uber now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll pick you out tomorrow. Um, but yeah, yeah, Steve-o, yeah, Steve-o, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure who has the more understanding wife, yours or mine. <laughs> uh, I think it's probably a tie. <laughs> um, Pretty up there. But like, yeah. So the the one. There's a couple of shitty things that came from it. Obviously, being a hospital sucks. Um, but yeah. the real shitty thing was I missed the full day of the tournament. I missed all of Wednesday, which um, was a little bit heartbreaking, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was. It was not great. When when you when you love a thing uh, as much as we love la- love Laser Force, like, and you you know you come to the the national the international tournament for the week and you miss a whole day because of illness uh and also because i had already missed all of the training days as well because of fucking <laughs> heat stroke <laughs> um yeah it's, it's not great so it was, it was it was pretty disappointing to be fair but um so that's my directive to you man is get healthy for for next year i'll try and believe it or not we like having you around bro <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying maybe maybe i'll take a back scene just fucking just look after uh the podcast and and maybe do my best morange impression as a commentator for next year (laughs) (laughs) big shoes to fill man i know they're fucking massive shoes well he is a big man (laughs) almost as big as black hammer shoes (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that was that was not a great part of the tournament (laughs) yeah so that that part was 
a little bit ugly, and and again, our our good friend Ace also had he had to go get some stitches himself. Oh, so if everybody could up. just yeah, oh. if everybody could just refrain from from dying during the week, that that would be great. Oh, it was so brutal. Like the the uh, the closest thing to that kind of injury that I've seen is uh, Ozzy from um, who plays out of Brisbane. Uh, he got hit in the face. He put a photo up. He plays ice hockey. Yeah, but that was a hockey puck, yeah. not a laser equipment. <laughs> that was a, that that looked like the same injury. Like there was a massive chunk of Ace's lip missing. I was like, "Fuck, dude, that's brutal." Yeah. So between that and the tipping, he definitely did deserve sportsmanship. So I, if if my comments could be construed as say he didn't deserve it, I definitely retract all that shit. <laughs> I thought tipping was like what you call when somebody gets pistol whipped in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that can be a, a new term that we introduce, I guess. Watch out for your tipping. So that that is that is the list. I I don't know. Do you guys have other other thoughts to to bring in on the tournament experience? Look, honestly, like I had a pretty good week considering, but yeah, just missing a day, missing practice was was shitty, um, and it it really put my team under a lot of pressure. So, um. Our expectations weren't that high going in, but we we managed to to win some games, which was nice. Um, but for sure, yeah, it was it was still you still want to be as competitive as possible. I felt that I kind of let our team down in that sense. Um, but you know, it was still a good week, still a good fun week. It was nice hanging out with the boys and seeing everyone again. Like that's to me, that's become the best part of nationals is seeing everyone and meeting new people. Yeah. Like I, you know, it was a bunch of guys from Detroit that I've haven't yet added as facebook friends until i you know get to meet them so it was nice to actually put um uh faces to names i guess <laughs> yeah so that that was great the socials were great mm. the pretty pretty low drama experience of the whole tournament was really fantastic good. yeah and yeah I was, I was so pleased to to see that so it was just it was just a, a great week at a great time yeah me too was, I'm, I'm... and i know everybody at dave and busters knew that i had a great time <laughs> Oh, that was a great night, actually. Um, I, I kind of wish we had something like that. We we kind of have something like that here, but not on not as a bigger scale. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to next year. It's gonna be excellent. Well, you bring the fireball. I'll bring the DK. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, no, actually, actually, yeah, D- DK. Yeah, I think I, th- I think you're gonna need to bring your own fireball. Um, make sure you pick it up on on from duty free on on the way through um because well that's what yeah. i did last year but the oakley boys drank it all in one night assholes <laughs> okay well your your first mistake was letting them know that you had alcohol <laughs> your second mistake was letting them know you had alcohol <laughs> they're, they're coming back next year so you know hide your hide your kids Hide your whiskey. <laughs> hoodie, hoodie was nice enough to buy me a, a replacement bottle, so it, it all worked out. Excellent. We all got to where we needed to go. <laughs> nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, as 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 far as other other stuff to tournament wise, I mean, I, th- I think everything else at this point is is all deeper dive stuff that is you know that that we'll end up covering you know later in this season of the resupply. I think we're I think we've kind of hit all the all the good overarching high points at this point yeah absolutely but but if if you have thoughts about how the the tournament went and especially any of those topics that we are planning to go kind of deeper into like the the new penalty system like refereeing and stuff like that 
please leave us a leave us a comment and we'll we'll try to address it in a future episode yeah uh, i'm sure like or maybe even have you on yeah well if you do want to be on the podcast hit one of us up if you've got something to say like you know why not have four people on the mic <laughs> maybe i'll stay home for that one <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll we'll go on to. I think we've got a bit of talk, stuff to talk about over the next uh, year, <laughs> and then oh, lead God, on to next whole year. year. I know, oh, right? I'm getting depressed again. <laughs> We're back to that post dance blues. All right, well, look for this week. I've been guy next door. I've been DK, and I've been Than. Always remember to backtrack, kids. We will see you next week.